be interesting. <laughs> Aren't they all? Rolling tape! Yeah! Hello there, podcast land. My name is Billy. And my name is Christy. And you are listening to the Front Porch Sessions podcast, and we are so glad that you are here with us for this episode. And as we get started, as always, if you would do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe, review, and rate. We would greatly appreciate it, and we recommend five stars because we love you five stars and would appreciate if you loved us five stars back. Yeah, and while you're doing stuff for us, go and check us out on Instagram. We are the Front Porch Sessions podcast. There you can find our stories and our feed. Sometimes we put out polls and questions. We'd really love to hear from you, and that is probably the best way to reach us through direct message. That is the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. And today's episode is a very special podcast. Yeah. Almost, did you grow up in like, I think it was maybe ABC would have the very special after school. <laughs> uh, they called it something after school special yes. or whatever. Yes. Or sometimes uh, different shows would have very special episodes. Yes. Called it that nature. You were going to say something. I was just going to say, I usually didn't get to watch them. Okay. Maybe because of the material and probably somewhat because I was a little bit of a TV person. I love TV and so I was limited on how much I was allowed to sit in front of it. Okay. So what I hear you saying is the boy child gets it naturally. Absolutely. And I'll even admit that it, in some ways it's not gone. Like if I really wanted to uh, eat up some hours and, and do it mindlessly, I would sit in front of the TV. No doubt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your mom has said the same. Yes. Uh, to us, particularly as we talk about how much uh, the boy child loves yes. TV. She's like, well, <laughs> it's just like his mother. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, but this is a very special episode. It's a theme episode. And we have done themes before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is a little bit different because we're not going to have all the other stuff we normally have in mm-hmm. a particular episode. Uh, part of the reason that we are doing this theme episode is our upcoming schedule is a little bit crazy. Yes. And typically it's not an issue because we can just adjust our recording schedule by a day or so Mm -hmm. and still get things done. But we need to do it way early Mm -hmm. for this particular episode. And the things that we would normally include that have kind of become staples about like, how was your week and what's new with you Mm -hmm. make no sense. (laughs) Because it's been less than 24 hours since we recorded the last one. So there's probably not much that's new with you. No. And if you told me how your week was. <laughs> you uh, lie. <laughs> yes, you're probably lying on that. Or repeating, uh, I guess. Yes, it, that could be possible too with that. So today we are going to talk about something that we hinted at months ago, <laughs> maybe a year ago. I was going to say. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about conspiracy theories. Yeah. And I think this whole subject of conspiracy theories is something that we can come back to and record some other special episodes, just hitting on some aspects of conspiracy theory. So I think we should begin by defining conspiracy theory. Okay. And before we get going, I want to make sure that all the Porchies understand that conspiracy theory is different from conspiracy. Oh, okay. Conspiracy is a crime. Sure. It's a criminal enterprise. So that explains it all, right? (laughs) I'm so glad you said it. Yes. A conspiracy (laughs) is an agreement between two or more people to do an illegal act or to do a legal act in an unlawful way. Okay. And it's that meeting of the minds that creates conspiracy. And we can go into on a different episode if people really want us to go into the ins and outs of the legalities of that. But that's not what we're looking at. 
on this particular episode. Uh, but before I give a, a definition that I found with conspiracy theory, what comes to your mind when you hear the phrase conspiracy theory? Actually, it's tell me. I want to hear. I'm really fascinated by them, not because I believe them, but because it's so interesting to me what people hear, what they believe. Um, and I'll admit sometimes, all right, wait for it. I judge people based on the conspiracy theories that they believe when like the wackier they are I can't help but think oh you're one of those <laughs> and my guess is we all or most of us are similar that we hear someone that's really into conspiracy theories and they believe this and that and uh, we probably all maybe have heard that and judge them and and that's kind of where I go with it but I am always curious tell me I want to hear it Okay, and why do you want to hear it? Part of it is history, because a lot of them are tied to something that's either historic or political, and I also teach an American government class, that I just am always intrigued in where's the intersection of truth and lie, and how did we get to this point now? Okay. Well, Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines conspiracy theory as a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as a result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspirators. It also describes it as a theory asserting that a secret of great importance is being kept from the public. Uh, some other definitions of conspiracy theory, a belief that covert but influential organizations is responsible for a circumstance or event. Uh, let's see, Britannica, an attempt to explain harmful or tragic events as a result of the actions of a small, powerful group. Mm. So would any of those go into your general idea when you hear the phrase conspiracy theory? Sure, absolutely. The whole idea of a, a smaller group. Although, have you ever noticed that when you talk to someone who's really a believer of a particular conspiracy theory, they aren't always the small group ideas. Many of them think it's the whole United States government or something like that. It's maybe a larger group that they perceive as the conspirators or they're all wrapped up into uh, hiding this this particular action or event I kind of uh, find that those things are those are, are interchangeable as far as the big group or small group but yeah the whole idea of uh, them conspiring together I hate it when we use the word in a definition but hopefully most people <laughs> know what conspire is yes I hope they do if not, I'm, I'm sorry, I was looking up something. It wasn't trying to find another definition. Well, yeah, I was trying to find this idea of when maybe the first cons noted conspiracy oh. theory came about. Uh, the earliest known usage was by American author Charles Astor Bristed. Okay. I think. I don't know that name. In a letter to the editor published in the New York Times on January 11th, 1863. Okay. And he used it to refer to claims that British aristocrats were intentionally weakening the United States during the American Civil War in order to advance their financial interest. Look, I'm I'm not opposed to that conspiracy theory. I get that idea. And again, that's where, where we see history and and these conspiracies intersect because there there would be a reason that someone would believe that. That's it may have been seen as something just absolutely crazy at that point, but I think today we could find that history 
all right, there might be some touchstones in there that we'd go, well, I could see where they might get that idea. So I find that one really interesting. Did you have something you wanted to, to add? Well, I was just going to say that we have uh, a lot of history now. We're finding information, we're finding documentation of groups like the Culper Ring and the spy network that Washington had worked up. And when we find historical data to back up things like that, it, it's not a, it's not too far of a leap for us to listen to those types of conspiracy theories and go oh, I I could see how that might be real because you've got just enough history involved in it and you think, well, if there's really a culper ring and Washington put all this together to help him win the Revolutionary War, then maybe, just maybe, there are other things that we just don't quite know about from history that that would be kind of similar as far as espionage and uh, covert things. So I I think it makes a lot of sense. Okay, and for those that may not be familiar with the culper, Ring. It was a network of spies active during the American Revolutionary uh-huh. War. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Washington didn't even know who all was uh, in it, but that was all meant to protect them. And they had really intricate ways of communicating. We do know that there were some women involved in it. And uh, it largely was just to steal secrets, steal information from the British and help Washington formulate a plan to win the revolution. And and today, modern historians verify that and say, had Washington not had access to the information from this spy ring, that it could have been a much longer or harder fought, well, hopefully victory. But, you know, that that's something that we actually believe now as far as historians go. And my knowledge of the Culper ring what you have to say carefully. I don't know why. Culper. I, I think it comes from like Culpeper County oh, or something. Know. And maybe it was shortened or maybe they just slurred it together so it sounded like Culper uh, from a couple of books. Oh. And I don't remember the name of the books. Well, it was also it was, in a TV show that we watched. What was it in? White Collar. Okay. I don't remember that at all. Towards I just remember the us end listening. Of the show. Okay. I just remember us listening to the book so as we took a trip one year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, about the archivist? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I could remember it either, but... And that was really my first introduction to this idea of the Culper Ring. Mm. Uh, and even before we sat down to record this episode, I tried to look up this idea of Culper Ring conspiracy, mm. mm-hmm. but everything I was finding quickly was factual. Yeah, I think so there was a point where we did not know it was factual, and so it fit that definition, so to speak. But uh, we didn't know that for a while. <laughs> Do you think to some level people buy into conspiracy theories because it's almost rooted in some sort of yeah. fact? Yeah, With that, So the Culper Ring, there's some mystery that shrouds it. Right. But there's some factual things, so these other rumors, so to speak, oh, well, those have to be true as well, even though some of them have been discounted. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, we get just enough fact in a story or a book or a movie that we find, huh, 
that seems really plausible. And I think that's where some of these conspiracy theories really get their legs, so to speak, because we have just enough of verified information that we can take the rest of the information that's really the larger part of the conspiracy theory to fill in blanks of stuff we don't know, but we wish we did know. And, and we'll talk about some of those conspiracy theories today, I think, that really that's what's happened, is we've got just enough historic information that if we can sprinkle our theories in there, we can develop something really robust, really interesting, and really believable, I guess, for some segments of the population. And I think one thing to keep in mind as we look at this idea of conspiracy theories is that it is not uniquely American. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I think every country has some sort of conspiracy theory. Now, yeah. the ones we would be familiar with and potentially talk about today and maybe on future episodes would be probably from the United States. Sure. Because of... Uh, that's what we know and are familiar with. Right. This will feel a little bit like a divergence, but I we kind of have this list or a mini list of phrases or words that we use on the podcast. Can we add to that list on a future episode? Because you've already said it twice now or some variation of it today. <laughs> That we'll talk about this on another episode. It feels like that's uh, kind of a go-to for us, that we're always making a list of future episodes. <laughs> it is. And this is something that we could talk about like 50 episodes yeah, probably. probably. There is a podcast, and I don't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they put out two episodes a week. Holy cow. On conspiracy theories. I believe it. Uh, and I've listened, a couple of years ago, I listened to a handful of them mm-hmm. that I was interested in. Uh, but most of them I haven't listened to. So they're out there. Yeah. If you want to, to find them. So do you believe in conspiracy theories? Not really. Okay. As a blanket statement, as you a, say not really. As a blanket statement, I would say not really. Yeah. Now, there are some things that maybe I tend to believe that, well, that's plausible mm-hmm. because I don't know the full yes. uh, facts of a situation. Mm-hmm. And that could maybe lend to, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. Right. I also think conspiracy theory probably has a concrete meaning, but sometimes we misuse it. Sure. We co-opt it. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory as you're talking in a work meeting or something about what's going on Yeah, uh, with that. Do you, uh, well, I don't know how to phrase this, so I'm just going to tell you instead of asking the question. This comes actually from LSU's website. Oh, okay. uh, From LSU.edu. There's probably a longer address, but it's not showing up right here. and you can find a lot of scholarly articles yeah. that dissect conspiracy theories, uh, some of them in particular, as well as why people tend to uh, believe in them. Uh, but from LSU, the paranoid style of thinking in American politics has a long history. The periodic emergence of narratives about clandestine, is it mal- malevolent? Malevolent? I don't know oh, how yeah, to say yeah. that word. Malevolent. Malevolent. Or- yeah, I think so. Actors secretly plotting, words are hard, secretly <laughs> plotting political and social calamities, influences policy debate about vaccine regulations, genetically modified food labeling, foreign diplomacy, and domestic elections. But conspiracy theories are not the delusions of paranoid minds. Now, here's the kicker that I wanted to get to. Recent polls show that more than 50% of Americans believe in one conspiracy or another. I'm surprised that number's not higher. What makes conspiracies an interesting phenomenon is that they have loyal followers and are believed more or less by ordinary people. Mm. 
And do you think sometimes people will fall into, again, as I already mentioned a little bit, I think, uh, believing certain conspiracy theories because there's they don't have a better answer? Mm. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, there's a segment of my American history class where I talk about uh, Roanoke. We talk about the people that have disappeared and all that's left behind are three little letters. And we don't know. And and I personally find that really fascinating, the don't know and we never will know. But there are some people that cannot live with the don't know. And so they have want to come up with some sort of answer, which I think is what turns into these conspiracy theories. Well, uh, the tribesmen that would have been there, the Roanoke tribe, they probably murdered them or maybe they took these people into their tribe and they assimilated because there's a chunk of time and I apologize I'm not gonna remember right off maybe a couple of years between when the last interaction from European white population uh, interacting with the tr- with the people that had settled there and then when they returned and so there's just this great mystery and well let's fill in the blanks because there's probably no way we'll ever fully know, although the History Channel is known for trying to work through some of these things. They develop these plausible and probably implausible ideas, and they turn them into television shows. Well, and I think there's a number of movies, too, that have been based on conspiracy theories. And even if it's not, like this is based on the true events or whatever, maybe their people think it is. Well, the the National Treasure movies, in many regards, they're just grabbing several of those, plugging them in. Now, by the way, our family is a fan of those movies, especially Cooper. He loves them. Um, Not because he loves conspiracy theories, but it is actually, these are both fun movies. But I think that's a lot of what they're doing. They're using some of those conspiracy theories, pieces of history that we don't have full understanding of or full knowledge mm-hmm. of and they're they're exploiting it for a movie and exploit's probably the wrong word but you get what i'm saying well i found the podcast i was talking about okay do you want to guess what it's called conspiracy theories yes okay. it is. and <laughs> if you look at their description uh and i mean we get no kickback from them it's only on spotify not a sponsor as well uh, but if you were to look at their webpage, I love this first uh, line as they're explaining what their show's about. The truth is rarely the best story. <laughs> well, it fe- feels very in line with some of your own uh, phrases and <laughs> ideas. <laughs> yes, the truth is rarely the best story. And when it's not the only story, the truth deserves another look. There we go. Uh, so they take a look at you know the truth behind some of these conspiracy theories and kind of like maybe where they came from and what the facts are in those particular situations. Do you think that there are more, maybe that's not the right word, more conspiracy theories, because I would think there are more conspiracy theories just because we've lived longer amounts of time? Sure. Like, you know, if we go back to 1863 or whatever, and now it's 2022, that's a lot of years, so we have time to build on that. But do you think that uh, people are believing or buying into conspiracy theories more than before? Oh, I feel like I should not answer that question because so many of the more modern ones are political in nature. And uh, I think on some level we are, and yet we still are pretty skeptical people. Mm-hmm. So there's, I don't know, I feel like I want to say yes and no, 
But probably the more modern ones, we do have a segment of population that just loves them and really embraces them. And they're going to be the ones that listen to them, invest in them, and really try to understand them. While some of the older ones, I don't know, I guess it depends on your personality. Do you enjoy history? Do you enjoy conspiracy theories? Because I really, that's how I would describe myself. I enjoy them. I don't necessarily believe them. I just really enjoy hearing. It's like storytelling. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes that makes perfect sense to me. You don't necessarily believe them, but you're interested in, yeah. in hearing what's out there. So that that makes sense totally yeah. with me. Also, I think maybe because we live in an information age. Oh, sure. That we are able to more easily become aware mm-hmm. of the emergence of new conspiracy theories, and I think over time, old ones come back sure, out. For sure. And it's just easier to s- spread that oftentimes false information. Yes, yes. Uh, with that. There was an article from Vox.com, and I think this came out in 2020, that said there's no hard evidence that conspiracy theories are circulating more widely today than ever before. Mm. But over the past five years, it has certainly seemed like the average Americans have brought in, have bought into them more and more. Well, they certainly are getting more press time, more interest. And I imagine some of that is cyclical. When we have uh, unexplained phenomenons, like when I was trying to find some of the more recent, and when I say recent, I mean within our lifetimes, I was finding things that I had never heard before. But again, it's, it's the mysterious circumstances. There's one about the TWI, TWA flight 800. When we can't have some sort of scientific evidence or explanation, then I think historically we find plenty of examples of there being some sort of a conspiracy theory. And when we come to more modern things, politically especially, uh, there are just aspects that we think we should be able to explain everything these days because we have so much information at our fingertips and when we can't well i think that's fertile ground for some of these conspiracy theories and i don't know for a fact i'm pretty sure but i don't use what i would refer to as the youtube Mm. (laughs) Uh, most people just call it youtube Mm -hmm. uh, but i like the youtube okay uh, because i'm different like that yeah uh so uh i i don't use it for this but i think there are a lot of channels that espouse conspiracy theories yeah on there i use it basically to watch music videos or concert videos or something of that nature and our kids use it for video game stuff they watch people playing video games it's so bizarre not to get hints about how to do better in a video game they'll watch people play video games it's so bizarre uh, so I think that has something to do with it. And there are probably people that just spend all their time waking hours on YouTube yeah. watching these conspiracy theories. Yeah. I had a student tell me about that just last month was talking about his roommates are really into conspiracy theories. And he, he gave a particular name of a website that's got videos like what you're talking about, articles. And I, I really didn't know what he was talking about. And he's like, go look it up because I guarantee you there are more people around us who are buying into some of the more modern conspiracy theories than you realize. Like birds aren't real. Yes, weird, weird, Which weird. Which straight weird. up started as a joke. <laughs> 
You can't tell the believers that, though. They will not believe that that was a joke, that that they won't believe the origin of that story, if right. that makes sense. And we, I shared the article with you. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast at one so. point or not. I think that was one of the things that we ran out of time to get to and never mm. went back to. Yeah. It. Uh, but if I remember correctly, this guy was at some sort of was like around a rally or something. I don't remember what it was for. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed a piece of cardboard and wrote on there, birds aren't real, and held it up. I and, love that stuff. And then so people started buying into it, and he played this character uh-huh. uh, as birds were not real. Uh-huh. And I think he may have been a college student or something, and I, he was trying to <laughs> prove something uh-huh. or to show belief in that and, and carried it on for a long time. Yeah. And then also it was this idea that COVID was part of that conspiracy oh, because yeah. birds aren't real, they're for the government, and that's how they spy on all of us, and <laughs> they needed to replace all the batteries oh. and update the technology. So that's why <laughs> you know we have to stay inside so we can't see whether there's birds out or not. See, I love it, but then I'm also like terrified because I realize there are really people who believe that, who are really engrossed in that ideology, and that that scares me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what Another thing I found here is that belief in conspiracy theories is generally based not on evidence, but in the faith of the believer. Oh. And there are a number of articles. Okay. I don't want to dive into them today because that would require us to do a lot of reading and pre-planning. Uh, but I found a number of articles related to the psychology behind okay. why people uh, believe these type oh. things. But if you think about it, the ones that I can think of that people really buy into, it's not based on the actual evidence. Mm-hmm. They just believe it for whatever reason. Well, when we can't see, feel, uh, know something, we we it's like we're craving some sort of answer, or a lot of people are. And so, I like I said, it's fertile ground for some of this stuff, for sure. When you were looking through this stuff, I assume you looked at particular conspiracy theories like I did. Did you find one that is about the Denver airport? That there's like a secret city underneath yes, the Denver the airport? the New World Order. Yes. Now, I've heard... I didn't read it, but I saw it. I've heard the New World Order. I've heard that phrase, but I did not know it was at the Denver... Or underneath the Denver airport, actually. Like, I had no idea. And frankly, I don't even think I knew what that was all tied to anyway. So, the New World Order is the NWO, which <laughs> yes. my knowledge of that would be like <laughs> Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh, Sean Waltman. It's uh, eventually Hulk Hogan. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that that's wild to me. Yeah. That and there is no evidence no. that there's actually this secret city. But under I think the there's Denver a lot airport. of people that believe it. Okay. A lot, which is I shouldn't say it's crazy, but it's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, what are some of the conspiracy theories that you are aware of? Whether you can explain them or not sure. at this point. Sure. The big one that I grew up hearing about was Area 51 and that they're doing uh, in-depth scientific research on aliens and their spacecraft, that that is actually a location of these beings that the American government, the American military knows about. Have you ever heard about that one? Surely. Yeah, that's the whole thing with Roswell. Yes. And some of that, which is interesting, too, because recently 
the government has come out and said that maybe there are UFOs. Now, I haven't looked into all of that stuff or read it uh-huh. to know what they're saying. So I think that could buy into some sort of cover-up. But again, are they saying these are alien UFOs or they are just truly unidentified flying objects? Right, right. Well, if you there is a list of conspiracy theories. You can find all kinds of websites sure. at yes. this, like the 50 top ones, and some of them are repeated. Uh, but the New York Times, I think, is where this is from. Okay. No, or New York Magazine. <laughs> okay. New York Magazine. Okay. Related to that, and this came out in 2013. Harry Truman ordered this alien cover-up. Now, this is when the article was written, not that this theory necessarily came out. And it begins, certainly the most contentious issue in the now 66, of course, it's going to be a little bit more than that, 66-year history of UFOlogy. Mm. The MJ-12 saga begins with the 1947 alleged crash and recovery of alien spacecraft outside Roswell, New Mexico. Mm. Soon after, President Harry Truman instructed Secretary of Defense James Forstall to set up Operation Majestic 12, a blue ribbon top secret panel. Okay. Uh, headed by a, a bunch of people. I'm not worried about that. Researchers contend that the MJ-12 committee eventually brokered a sit-down between space aliens and <laughs> President Dwight D. Eisenhower, <laughs> during which an agreement was reached to enable alien studies or enable alien studies of human biology via abductions and animal mutilations in exchange for the use of extraterrestrial black technology. That would lead to the developments like the B-2 stealth bomber. Oh. Later, it was suggested that John Kennedy's threat to reveal the MJ-12 alien negotiations was the prime reason for his assassination. <laughs> Did not... I had never heard of all of that before uh, I started looking in for this particular episode. Oh, wow. And then it goes through with dates and things of that nature. So what I think would be interesting... With this, so they're claiming that it was a, a deal was brokered for the aliens to sit down with President Eisenhower. Uh huh. You happen to be friends with President Eisenhower's granddaughter. Yeah. And you will uh, you see her about once or twice a year. Yeah. Uh, and you communicate with her other ways, but I think you should do this in person. Yeah. Next time you see her, would you ask her about that for me? MJ twelve. MJ-12. Well, because I'm kind of messed up with MKUltra, which is a whole other thing, but that's not a conspiracy theory, so. The CIA secret experiment. Yeah. So there's so, that's that's a lot to unpack. That's, and and given what we know about Eisenhower as far as his politics and his persona, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. What else, uh, conspiracy theory-wise, would you be familiar with? Well, there's one surrounding Dr. King's death that um, actually a student of mine turned me on to this quite a few years ago, and it kind of just made me sad. I mean, anytime there is uh, death or, in his case, an assassination, when there is uh, some sort of what could be considered a reputable source to come out and add to the story or change the story or say, well, I was told to not talk about this. It really does cause a lot of heartache. Um, The story, of course, with Dr. King's assassination is that he was killed on the balcony at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, It is widely accepted that James Earl Ray was the guy that actually did this, but the conspiracy theories that you find, they kind of branch out from there 
that he didn't do it, that he didn't act alone, that the FBI was involved and actually killed him because there was, uh, there is actually data that shows that the FBI was watching him and uh, considered him a, well, a, a person of concern largely because they saw him as, um, why can't I think of the word? All of a sudden, he was. Uh, he starts with. It starts with a communist. <laughs> I had conspiracy in my head, and I couldn't. Mm. I knew it was CO something. Um, that they were watching him. I was thought that the Klan was involved in that. Which I mean, certainly with the Klan, it's not. It doesn't feel like too far of a stretch. But there are at least three different instances where the U.S. Department of Justice was kind of brought in as well. We need to look a little deeper into this and. Again, for me, that's kind of sad because there's enough information about that day, uh, all of the events that happened on that particular day. I kind of can't help but feel bad for his family right. that when that all gets opened back up again, that there's more to the story. There's a totally different story. It's like they have to relive that trauma. I mean, we're talking about something that happened in 1968, and, and he has living relatives. Uh, his daughter is, is still very active in. Uh, race relations and uh, politics and even church relations. So I, I do can't, I kind of felt sorry for them with that. So would McCarthyism and the Red Scare, mm -hmm. that communists were in the government, would that be a conspiracy theory too? Because I don't remember huh. that it was ever proven. He just kind of said, I have this list of communists within the government. And I don't know that that list was actually ever produced or well, shown. Well, it sort of was, but none of it was legit. Absolutely right. none of it was legit. I mean, there's a couple of things that happened around that mm. time that you could maybe say he may have been on the right track, but that may be conspiracy. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to dive into too much of that. Well, I th and this is where things get kind of complicated with that because there were communists. The, the, there were communists in the American government. There were communists in the American public. There was an American Communist Party. And so there's plenty of that that uh, kind of lends itself to that greater conversation of a conspiracy theory. I've never really thought of McCarthyism as a conspiracy theory, but I suppose given your definitions, it, it could fit. Well, I haven't thought about it either until you were just talking about King yeah. and the communist and what they were yeah. saying in those situations yeah. had me thinking about that. Hmm. And there were some... Uh, communists that were convicted of communism, yes. I guess, yes. or that were working on some high-level government projects at the time. Yeah. So that may or may not actually fall in, but it could have just been fuel for the fire. Sure, absolutely. absolutely. Unfortunately, too many of those people were falsely accused, falsely, uh, they lost their jobs. Many of them, that was tied to race or some other uh, social issue that uh, the government just used that as an opportunity to remove them from those jobs. And, you know, if you look at the number of people that lost their jobs as a result of that red scare, there's there's a trend that's, that's really upsetting. And largely, we're talking about lower pay African-American workers in the federal government. So, Well, I think one of the more common conspiracy theories that even if you weren't alive at that time, at least if you're our age, we weren't alive when this happened, uh, but we're aware of it. Mm -hmm. And there's even been some TV specials that have looked at this. Dallas, Texas, mm -hmm. 1963. Yes. That says... 
basically either Oswald did not act alone. Right. That there's a second shooter on the grassy knoll. Right. And I remember watching a special, maybe it was 2020 or something of that nature, where they took the audio that was available and tried to analyze that mm-hmm. and some different things. So maybe there's a second shooter on the grassy knoll because I think another part is like, oh, there's no way that he could have shot from that angle right. with the impact of the, the bullet mm-hmm. or been able to get down fast enough. So there had to be a second shooter. I'm not sure the evidence actually supports that. But there is also the idea, too, that it was uh, the government actually had JFK assassinated. Yeah, there's thoughts that it was CIA. Uh, There's thoughts that it was the mafia, Cuba, even the Soviet Union. Um, There are tons of people that believe that it was not Oswald and or that he did not act alone. And that's really intriguing. And again, for me, I'm okay with the whole idea that we may not know the full picture of it. But if you read enough about those events, if you read reports, there's enough to kind of feel confident that, okay, the right person was found, the right person was at least arrested. But uh, was there more to the story? There's possibly that. And, And largely, it could be because of the way the Kennedy family acted when he died. Uh, When he died, there's a whole lot of strange things that happened that the Kennedy, who they were of means, they did not want his body released. They did not want um, information about the... um, I guess all of the medical reports, a lot of that stuff was not released. And when you really read into all that, you see that the Kennedy family played a large role in that. And again, that may just be, these are pretty wealthy people that can make those requests. Protect their privacy. Yes. Which we should respect in this day and age. Yeah. We don't. But, and exactly. We would rather use that as fuel to these conspiracy theories. The truth of the matter, though, and you, you can speak to this as well, uh, even the most recent forensic scientists, those that have looked into this particular event, they conclude that Oswald did assassinate uh, Kennedy. And again, for me, I'm pretty comfortable with that. I don't get all hung up on the, but what about? That, that stuff doesn't bother me because I think we understand enough about sound to know that where the the actual shots were fired we understand that there would have been some strange what's the word i'm looking for echoes echoes yeah reverberations yeah i had a ricochet in my head and that's not the right word but it makes sense to me that that's not what everyone in the crowd would have heard well and just think about i The listeners aren't going to understand this, but recently you and I were somewhere and there was this weird noise and trying to figure out where the weird noise was from (laughs) was not actually where it, it sounded like it was coming from. It was from some other place. And, And so you do have to take into account all those type things. I think one of the things too that led into the growth of that particular conspiracy theory is that just a couple of days later, Jack Ruby killed Oswald. Yes. And, and I so get that. it's like, oh, they really are trying to yes. cover it up. Yes. So he doesn't uh, do that and had him do it on, I think it was on TV. And I know news. We have, yeah. I've seen video of it. Yeah. So he's being transported and uh, Ruby just walks up and shoots him. <laughs> and he's never talked about it. Like when uh, there have been stories released, Ruby does not give real explanation, real 
I don't know, something that we, we latch onto and go, oh, that's why. Uh, there are ties between him and the mafia that we certainly want to like think, oh, that makes a much better story. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I think also, too, a conspiracy theory may not be widely known, uh, and you can correct me on this, uh, that Marilyn Monroe's death... Yes. Was she murdered? Was it suicide? Right. Was it something else? And I want to say I may years ago have heard something or read something about it. Uh, and I'm a little bit ashamed. Most of the reason I know that there is some sort of conspiracy theory related to Marilyn Monroe's death mm-hmm. is from the Misfits song, oh. Who Killed Marilyn? Oh. Uh, so it includes in there these lyrics. You think it was an overdose, but it could it have been the pack? Oh, and I don't yeah. know if it's meaning Rat Pack in there. Mm. Could it have been the Kennedys? Right. Or was it LAPD? Well, and then the mafia is somehow tied into that as well, that uh, it could have been a, a hit. Yeah, there's a lot of conspiracies about her. And for some reason, for me, that one doesn't bother me because she's not a political figure. And so the history of our country doesn't hinge on some sort of autopsy report. I don't know why it doesn't really bother me. It is intriguing because we know there's a lot of connections between her and both the Kennedy brothers. And she had a relationship with both the Kennedy brothers. And so it's real easy for us to go, "Mm, well, if this could be true, then this and this and this could be true as well. And from your historian standpoint, Do you think that the conspiracy surrounding the death of JFK, the assassination of JFK, Uh were compounded five years later in 1968 (laughs) when Bobby Kennedy? Yeah. Is that what he went by? Or yeah. most, I, I go back and forth what yeah. I hear, Robert Kennedy or Bobby if Kennedy. If you read a, a biography on him, Bobby is what everybody called him. But RFK, Robert F. Kennedy, okay. we, we do a lot of that. Okay, so yeah. Kennedy's brother, yeah. Robert, a.k.a. Bobby Kennedy, yes. is uh, assassinated. Yes. Do you but. think that by Saran Saran? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you think that led some fuel to oh, sure. the JFK conspiracies? Well, I don't a, know from a historical standpoint. Yeah, there's a there's really kind of a larger umbrella conspiracy about the, the Kennedy family because they're wrought with death and suspicious circumstances. The only one that has kind of outlived it, I guess, would be Jackie, if you want to consider it that. She did, of course. She's passed by now. But then their daughter, Caroline. For, but otherwise, like that whole family. Family, it's just a soap opera. Well, JFK Jr. died in a plane crash. Yep. yep. And then uh, Ted uh, Kennedy, Kenny Bunkport, yeah. and he flipped a car. And I listened to a great book yeah. about all of that. You talked about that. With that. Yeah. So the Saran Saran story of RFK is real fascinating because he claimed there was mind control, that he has no memory of doing that, which again, those sort of suspicious circumstances, they leave a very fertile ground for conspiracy theories about how and why and when, because that death ties into Charles Manson. Uh, location and people involved in the drug use. Yes. This is getting more interesting by the minute for me. (laughs) So years ago, I pitched this idea to you about us writing a book. Mm -hmm. And it was, I'm not going to give the idea. Okay. Because I don't want anybody to steal it. But it's using uh, both of our areas of expertise and combining Mm -hmm. on something. This is not necessarily our areas of expertise, but it would be interesting. And we don't have to write a book. We can just do some podcast Mm -hmm. on this about looking at 
conspiracy theories in their historical context about why. Because as you're talking about this, I'm like, oh, I need to know more. Because I think there's sometimes the development of these theories are tied to something that was happening within society at that particular time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got one that I had never heard before. And uh, let me know if you've heard this. And I know you've read a book related uh, to this. I don't remember who wrote it, and that's not important right now. Okay. Uh, But that Stephen King killed John Lennon. I have never heard that one. Again, this is from New York Magazine. Under orders from Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan communicating to the (laughs) then-unknown writer through magazines. Uh, When King was run over by a car in 1999, it was all part of a cover-up. Uh, saying that King, uh, Stephen King was responsible for the assassination of John Lennon. Fascinating. Now, that's all this has, is that little <laughs> statement with that. Uh, but I think what it is, is the mugshot mm. of Lennon's uh, killer. Okay. It resembles Stephen King from around oh. that same time. Uh, people can't oh, see it on the podcast, sure. but I'm showing yeah, it to I you. Yeah, I see that. That makes a lot of sense. Well, and if we're just looking at some of these ideas surrounding conspiracy theories and uh, deaths, that uh, Princess Di didn't die yep. in a car crash, that she was actually murdered. What do you know about that one? Well, there's a whole lot of ties to the royal family that maybe uh, they basically had a hit out on her, that they were tired of the drama that she supposedly was responsible for, that she gave them a bad name. Um, I, again, that's another one of those things that I don't really have a problem with that one because honestly, you can go and find pictures. It's awful. You don't have a problem with the the truth or with the conspiracy theory? Yeah, the truth, because I don't, it's not one of those things that I look at it and go, hmm, I wonder if there's a kernel of truth to that conspiracy theory, because you can find, sadly, there are pictures of her dying in the back of the car. So that's, that's not an issue. But again, there is that other conspiracy that I mentioned that uh, the royal family had something to do with it. Uh, God bless them. If, uh, I think if, Prince Harry ever finds that out to be true, God help whoever was responsible for that. Well, and as you're talking about the royal family here, I saw something uh, in trying to prepare for uh, our brief discussion today that Prince Charles is a vampire. What? Yes. I've never heard that one. That's crazy. And unfortunately, I deleted or closed that tab out so i'm not really sure where i i got that oh shoot uh, but that was so that was interesting to me i bet <laughs> that that's what they were saying in that particular situation that's insane it is a vampire yes okay. um, and maybe he has uh some condition uh, i think maybe is what it said that he doesn't tan <laughs> no he is a pretty pale man um and that maybe there's some Distant relation to Vlad the Impaler. Oh, sure, yeah. That they're whoever that's based upon, yeah, a real person. That they're, yes. it, they are related. Yeah, I mean, so that's probably where. Oh well, he's he doesn't. He's got something that keeps him from 
avoid he avoids the sun a lot, and so it yeah. just lends to that. Well, those royal family uh, members, there it makes a lot of sense to me that there would be some of those kind of more quirky health issues because, and again, we could get into a conversation about what the bloodline looks like, but there was a decent amount of inbreeding farther back in his past. Of course, we're not talking about anything modern, but. Uh, there's there's a lot of understanding now that tells us, okay, some of the things that you and I grew up with that um, maybe, how do we say, relations between close relatives would lead to two heads. Thing, you know, really, really crazy things. They're more clear today that, okay, that's likely not true. However, hemophilia, for instance, right. that ran rampant through royal families throughout Europe. And so, again, to me, that makes a lot of sense that that would have been attributed to, oh, maybe he's a vampire because um, there would have been some of that conversation about blood and then certainly the paleness, I think, as well. I also saw that um, a, there's a conspiracy theory out there, which I was unaware of this one as well, that Disney put out the movie Frozen to throw off searches related to Walt Disney because there are oh. allegations that he has been cryogenically yes. frozen. Yes. So people were looking for that. So they put out the movie Frozen. So when you looked up <laughs> Disney and Frozen, it would show things to the movie. Sure. Not to Walt Disney itself. It's so weird to me that that was the tie made. Uh, I've heard that cryogenic uh, rumor for a very long time, but why would they need to make a movie to keep people from looking into it? Like, I mean, what? <laughs> that like, one feels crazy. Well, I guess they're banking on people being lazy and oh. not adjusting their queries. <laughs> To be more specific and okay. using the Boolean characters and eliminating certain things. Okay. Here, I did find this uh, thing. The birds aren't real conspiracy. Uh-huh. Uh, a movement <laughs> developed by Peter McIndoe, 23, who started spreading the idea in 2017. Until a December 2021 interview in the New York Times, McIndoe stayed in character as a true believer, <laughs> insisting in media interviews and online that birds aren't real but rather they are surveillance drones made by the U.S. government. Mm. <laughs> uh, with that type things. Birds Aren't Real is not a shallow satire of conspiracies from the outside. It is from the deep inside, he told the New York Times. A lot of people in our generation feel the lunacy and all this, and Birds Aren't Real has been a way for people to process that. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so straight up, and there's more. You can look that up yourself, but it basically started as a joke. And he went with it, with that, which, and people bought into it. So. That's so funny to me, and scary at the very same time. You've got those, and then of course you've got the enduring ones. I remember hearing about Bigfoot and Loch Ness and Bermuda Triangle. Those all fit that definition to me as well. Yes, and I'm not really sure. Do we hear about any of those things anymore? I should have asked the kids. Oh, because I don't feel like maybe there's a reference. I feel like there was sort of a reference to Loch Ness in Phineas and Ferb. Yes, there was. Um, nosy, I think, is what they called it instead of uh, Nessie. But I don't know that any of those are pervasive in today's. But there is like there are Bigfoot hunters. Yes. But I also saw something that JFK, Bigfoot, and maybe Elvis yeah. are cryogenically frozen, okay. but they're not really dead. 
Why? With that. What's the purpose? That makes no sense to me. Um, I think another big one uh, that every once in a while I will hear somebody say, I think it's been debunked enough, but that the moon landing was faked. Yeah. That's a that's a weird one to me as well, that it all happened in Hollywood on a soundstage. Um, and once in a blue moon, I'll hear somebody talk about that. But it's usually more in reference to in this hysterical, not that people believe it, which I guess is good. But also, how in the world are these things still enduring? Right. I think that's one that we could definitely devote an episode to as we need <laughs> as we have time and as we need things when this runs in again to where mm-hmm. we know we're going to be have a time crunch or not be able to get another episode out because we try not we haven't missed a week yet no we have not with that i did see something reading about the moon landing being fake is uh people were dissecting the pictures and other things and trying to use the those to show that it was fake mm. But how do you know? If we've never been to the moon before, (laughs) how can you say, oh, this is what happens on the moon, and this is what happens in a soundstage in Hollywood? Right, yeah. With that. I I don't know. It's so weird, the things that we feel we need to create a conspiracy theory to explain, and then the other things that we just accept as, oh, it's just really weird, and we move on. And there is a theory out there that the moon is hollow, and it what? is actually an alien spaceship. Oh my goodness. I've never heard that one. Yes. That's funny. That was new to me as I I ran across uh, some of these earlier uh, today <laughs> with that. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Any other conspiracy theories that come to uh, mind or just right off? Well, I heard one from one of my students years ago that was called Pizzagate. And I had to look into it, which I won't talk about it really because it, it's pretty sinister. But uh, you, you hear the word Pizzagate and your first thought is, oh, that can't be all that bad. But it, it's, it's, again, one of those things that uh, I'm not sure where the truth and the, the falsity all connect or don't connect. And have you ever heard of that one? Yes, and it's very confusing to me because it doesn't have as much to do with pizza right. as the name would suggest. So I, <laughs> exactly. I don't even know enough to comment on it. Yeah, and, and I think that's maybe part of why I bring it up because we hear little bits and pieces of it enough to kind of go, I don't even, like to me that one's not even fascinating because it's so convoluted and so, I guess, intricate and it's... I told it what I'm trying to say, conspiracy, that I can't even follow it. So I'm thinking, that's not even a good story. Like, I want a good story. Right. I remember shortly after it was hitting the news, I tried to read an article about it because <laughs> I wanted to know. Yes. And I was so confused trying to read that one article, I gave up yeah. reading the article. It, it's really difficult. And to me, it was a little bit of bait and switch because I was suspecting sure. more about pizza. Sure. <laughs> like that. Have you heard about the chemtrails? Conspiracy theory. Chemtrails? Chemtrails, which is a... a what oh, you, There's a special C-A-T-M. word for when you combine two words to make one word, but I don't know what that word is because okay. words are hard. But it, chemical trails, uh-huh. chemtrails, okay. refers to the theory that the government or other parties are engaged in a secret program to add toxic chemicals to the atmosphere from aircraft uh-huh. in a way that forms visible plumes in the sky. Similar to contrails. So if you see a plane flying across or a jet, and you often see the contrails behind it, Mm -hmm. that they're actually releasing toxic chemicals into the air. 
Okay. Um, and there is actually a study that you can find via Harvard's website that debunks this. That okay. We have found no credible evidence that chemtrails exist. Okay. Or that if we saw evidence that the government was deliberately harming their own citizens, mm. we would speak out about this. Okay. Uh, and they did some research on that. So. Okay. That, that one was a little bit new to me. I think I may have heard it in passing somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, I really knew anything about that, partially because I probably didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you happen to run across a list of true conspiracy theories? I don't think so. Well, I found uh, a list, and I'll, I'll just kinda... Isn't that an oxymoron? Well, I guess so. Maybe it's been they've been proven to be true, so... Okay. So no yeah. longer theories. So the conspir- one of the conspiracies was... Uh, to, it's called Project Sunshine, and it's a conspiracy in regards to nuclear testing on the human body. Because, again, when we first developed that technology, we do not know the long-range effect, and so the government was said to be stealing dead bodies to do radioactive testing, and they found out it was true. Like more than a thousand bodies. But again, it's, I mean, please don't hear me like explaining it away, but it's kind of interesting how there were missing bodies dug up graves that, okay, now we have the answer and we don't really feel better about that. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Another one has to do with prohibition and that the government was deliberately poisoning alcohol to keep people from drinking and there's actually a little bit of truth to this um that there was an effort to taint the alcohol to keep americans basically getting sick or something like that well uh there there's enough information that tells us that this actually was true about ten thousand americans were killed by tainted booze it didn't stop them which we do know the rest of prohibition but uh that was uh, kind of a funny one not not funny (laughs) haha sorry as soon as it came out i thought what was i doing words are hard yeah well and i mentioned mk ultra the cia using lsd other hallucinogenic drugs to figure out behavior modification that really Mm -hmm. did happen yes which is so crazy and there's some allegations that uh ted kaczynski the unabomber oh was part of some of those experiments i have never heard that but i mean i could again that's one of those things you go okay all right i could kind of see where that would be where that might get some traction uh another one that proved to be true was technology that the government was using to track citizens uh and again this is actually one that i talk about in class but i never considered it in terms of a conspiracy theory uh but in 2016 government agencies they actually did reveal the amount the thousands of requests to groups like facebook google and apple to basically collect information data on the public mm-hmm. that now we we look at as that should be privacy. And, and this is something that you've talked with me about. And again, I don't consider you a conspiracy theorist, but uh, there was a point that this that's how it would have been seen. I was a visionary. <laughs> Remember, if you get something for free, you are the product. That's right. Remember that's that. right. Uh, one of the things, too, that... This is not really a conspiracy theory, but I think it may lead to, or help explain, not lead to, help explain a little bit, at least back in time, about when people were easily duped Uh, into things. Yes. So, do you know what happened October 30th, 1938? 
this historian. October 30th, 1938, CBS radio oh. transmitted <laughs> I didn't know the, date. the War of the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, That's a great so, story. Uh, broadcast, directed, narrated by Orson Welles, uh, based on H.G. Wells' uh, famous novel about a uh, Martian invasion of Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they moved some of it around to make it make sense. So it wasn't Victorian England. It was to contemporary, and, contemporary not contemporary, contemporary New Jersey at the time where they invaded. Uh, but it's a drama with that. But m- hordes of listeners here mistook the play for an yes. actual alien invasion yes. setting off a mass panic. Yes. With that. Um, so the listeners obviously missed the initial announcement that the story was fiction, mm-hmm. that it wasn't actually happening right. with that. So if either they weren't paying attention or they turned <laughs> it on after it was yeah. already said, so Which they took this to be that there was a real alien invasion yeah. under the way uh, with that. And I think even after that, there was a little bit more uh, panic uh, from that. Idea and some of that may make sense because you think in the 1930s, and I don't know when it stopped, uh, probably a good while after that. Because I know my mom, who wouldn't have been alive then, has told me about she remembers some of these type of things. Radios would basically broadcast plays or yes. uh, soap, soap operas, operas or something yeah. of that, yep. they with actors, voice yeah. actors, what we would call them today, yeah, uh, with that. So I could see if somebody just hears this and they're doing a good job selling it. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't think that really fits in completely with our idea of conspiracy theory, but it is included in yeah. an article uh, from theweek.com yeah. about conspiracy theories and a brief history of them. Yeah. I mean, today we hear it and we think, oh, that's a great story, but I, I can recognize that that did not feel like a great story to those people at that time because the radio was as common as what you and I would have grown up with a TV in the living room. They would have had a radio in the living room where the family literally would have gathered at certain times of day to hear their favorite program. And, and you and I both mentioned soap operas at the same time. So this whole idea of getting both their news and their weather and their entertainment from the radio if you don't know and they actually recorded it to sound like it was news then yeah it makes a lot of sense that americans would have been in an absolute panic as they're hearing it well are there any, is there anything else related to conspiracy theories that you would like to address before we close down only that i really would love to hear some of your favorite ones because we obviously did not do an exhaustive job i just picked up a few that are either interesting or well known or maybe some of the more obscure ones but we'd sure love to hear some of your favorite ones are there some that you think you believe uh is there some things i need to judge you about i don't know i'm just kidding but you know tell us what are some of your favorite conspiracy theories absolutely i think one of the newer ones and it's been a couple of years now the last new one that I'm aware of would be Flat Earth. Oh, yes. I again And I, I didn't really follow a lot of that. No. No. Very bizarre in my mind. So if you are a believer, please explain this to me. <laughs> I cannot wrap my mind around this. Okay, so what you're asking is if you have a favorite conspiracy theory, let us know. Yes. If there's uh you have one that you kind of believe. Yeah. <laughs> and you're willing to let us know. Tell I will not why. judge you for it. Oh, but I yeah, I, I would want to know why. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, if there's like a conspiracy theory that you would like for us to look into and address on, and it's going to be a while, yeah. don't expect <laughs> it, you know, next week with that, because we're, we do need to record a couple of shows when we have time just for when we need them. Yeah. And it may be that. So let us know. And the best way to get us that information is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's through Instagram. I'm sorry. I <laughs> was trying you. to think like, yeah, that's that's a great idea. Uh, Instagram, we're the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. There you can send us a direct message. Do keep in mind that both of us will get that message in case it's something you only want one of us to read. Maybe uses a Christie's question or something in the future, but we both will see that. So the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram is where you'll find us. Well, we hope you've enjoyed us talking a little bit about conspiracy theories. Be sure to let us know what your favorites are. Are whether we mention them or not, or things that you want us to maybe dive into a little bit deeper. Some of the ones that we mentioned, I'd like us to do a little bit more research and discuss at some <laughs> point, whether just you and I are uh, recording it. Sure. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. But until next time, I've been Billy. And I've been Christy. And you've been listening to the Front Porch Sessions podcast. See ya.